How some students got a home-cooked Thanksgiving dinner yesterday despite being quarantined. Daily Detour. Oh, I could just listen to it. I like, isn't that catchy? Utre, my buddy, uh, the rock and roll realtor, rockandrollrealtor.com, and in the band Quickie. I believe you can find that track uh, on CD Baby for sure and in the iTunes store. Hey, it's Black Friday. Make that uh, stocking stuffer for yourself. I'll give you some other ideas uh, later on in the podcast. Also, the conclusion of Monica Nevy Week on the Daily Detour, and uh, we'll get into Black Friday for sure. First up, though, this is cool. A professor at the University of Iowa did something really generous for her students. Students who were making the sacrifice to stay away from their families due to the coronavirus, some of whom had to stay away from their families no matter what, because indeed they had COVID-19. And so the teacher sent out this message to her students. She said, good morning. I know this has been a difficult time for a lot of you. Some of you have had COVID, some of you are currently in quarantine, and some of you may not be able to go home for Thanksgiving as you have family members who are socially distancing. She says, I don't want anyone to feel alone at Thanksgiving or to miss out on a home-cooked family dinner. So I want to invite you to share my Thanksgiving dinner. I've talked with my kids and we would be happy to make extra portions of everything and drop it by your apartment or residence. Since we are all socially distancing, we would leave it outside and not have physical contact with you. I truly want you to take me up on this offer if you're in town. As I mentioned, my kids have been socially distancing, and we will make the food wearing masks to reduce the likelihood of anything being spread. As she adds, my youngest daughter is vegan, so there will be a vegan option. Check out the menu. This is unbelievable. She says, uh, if you're socially distancing with a roommate or significant other, I'll be happy to drop off two or even three portions. How wonderful. And by the way, the reason I was able to read that to you is because one of her students shared it on Twitter, and that tweet had nearly 900,000 likes and thousands of comments giving the professor, you know, kudos. And so yesterday, I guess the professor delivered 900,000 meals. No. (laughs) But uh, yeah, a story like that, story about kindness on that scale, word gets around. Thank goodness. Word still gets around about stuff like that. I hope your Thanksgiving was good. Mine was a little odd, but good. Uh, It was the first year that my dad and I celebrated Thanksgiving without my mom, and my wife was not there either because she was celebrating with her mom. It was two very quiet gatherings, I guess. Barely a gathering. Um, But important, nonetheless, keep each other company. And, uh, you know, chat about the good times and enjoy a little turkey and some stuffing, mashed potatoes and gravy, pumpkin pie, pumpkin bread, cranberries. But yeah, it wasn't like the the old days. We we looked like a Norman Rockwell uh, family at the dinner table. You had to bust out the card table for the kids to sit. And then some years that didn't seem like it was going to be enough. So it's it's strange. We're all kind of scattered around now. But, you know, you do what you can. And also a weird year because of COVID, right? So... I do have other family members in the area, but putting us all together this year, probably not a smart idea. Uh, My dad's, you know, he's in his 80s. So it was mellow. It was what it was. Still important to to connect like that, I think. Anyway, maybe you had the big Norman Rockwell uh, feast this year. Everybody bumping elbows at the table. You know what used to drive my family nuts? Uh, My brother and I have that thing. I'm doing it right now. I'm 
I'm tapping my feet right now as I talk to you, wiggling my feet back and forth. Um, and if I wasn't doing that, if my if my foot was flat on the floor, I'd be bouncing my knee. And so, of course, it would it would vibrate the table. But I really I don't try to do it. It's just I call it a nervous habit. Call it whatever you want. It just it has a mind of its own. The legs have a mind of their own. Stop shaking the table. How about some entertainment news? Or let me rephrase it. How about some entertainment? Here we go. Well, when I see a naked body, I have to lead with that. Why bury the lead? J-Lo has posed naked for the artwork of her song, In the Morning. New song, out today. And uh, I saw that. I had to click on it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is not going to be a big deal. You know, it's it's clickbait. She's not going to be naked. She's naked! 51 years old, I think. Looking good. I see some toned abs. It's a it's a profile, so it's a side shot, but it's uh, pretty much full body. You get to see the famous uh, Tukas, J-Lo's famous butt present, and of course her, her arm is artfully blocking all the other parts from being, you know, exposed. So that's something, though. Does a naked J-Lo make you more or less likely to listen to her new song in the morning? Wish I looked like that in the morning. Good God. Uh, so celebrity uh, breakup news, uh, celebrities parting ways. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green have filed for divorce after 10 years of marriage. Uh, probably a good idea. She's been dating Machine Gun Kelly for like the last year. Uh, you know, when you start seeing other people, it tends to get in the way of your marriage, I feel. I know my wife would probably kill me if I started dating. And I really don't want her to see anybody either. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of why we got married. Now that I think about it, to be exclusive. Some controversy in the world of game shows, of all things. We'll start with Wheel of Fortune. Uh, The headline is, Pat Sajak apologizes for yelling at an ungrateful contestant on Wheel of Fortune. He says, uh, quote, I finally snapped. Oh, we've been waiting for that, Pat. We've been waiting for you to snap. Knew what was going to happen, and I'm sorry that I missed it. (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know if anyone was waiting for him to snap, but I, I... Clearly, he was waiting for himself to snap if he says that. That's loaded. That's a loaded statement. Some of those contestants must get under his skin. Anyway, this is regarding a contestant named Darren McBain, who correctly solved a crossword puzzle. Puzzle was for things that begin with the word kitchen. McBain correctly guessed cabinet, towels, oven, sink. After winning the puzzle, McBain asked about one of the answers. Kitchen oven? Asked McBain. What was that? Who calls it a kitchen oven? Many fans agreed with McBain, and several even took to social media to voice their support. Sajak didn't agree with either McBain or the fans, apparently, because he started yelling at the contestant. He said, don't argue, Darren. You you got the puzzle. Ungrateful players. I've had it. Then he stormed over to where Vanna was standing next to the letters. He took a letter off the board, and he smashed it over the head of the contestant. And that's when Sajak said, I finally snapped. Nah, you would have heard about that before now. I guess he was kidding about the whole thing. So there's your clickbait right there. Fished me in. What is it about an unhinged Pat Sajak that I found so appealing that I had to click? Now, this next story is so unappealing, I almost don't want to share it with you, but it is uh, is making headlines. Talked about Ken Jennings and Jeopardy a lot this week, and I knew nothing about this. Now there are some tweets uh, surfacing from the past that are uh, definitely regrettable. And this is from Yahoo, so you know it's true. Well, they have screenshots of his tweets. And so people are saying, no, don't make this guy the host of Jeopardy because his tweets are offensive. Uh, One of them is, and I'm only reading these, I don't agree with what he's saying. 
One of them said, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. I don't, that's supposed to be funny. That's from 2014. Uh, he also tweeted out, uh, this was in 2015, it can't be a good sign that every fan who has seen the new Star Wars movie died shortly thereafter. And that's a reference to fans that had some terminal illness uh, who were allowed to screen the movie ahead of time in advance of the rest of the world because they, they weren't going to get that chance otherwise. But I guess Jennings thought that was a good joke at the time. And we've all made, you know, inappropriate jokes. I like dark humor. Every one of us has abhorrent thoughts. Like, did I, did I just think that? That's a horror. I should not think that way. The trick is to recognize those. <laughs> And maybe not put them in permanent ink somewhere. The past has always had a way of uh, haunting people. Now more than ever. Because we can literally go back and dig it up. At least we can if it's a digital past. So it will be interesting to see what the blowback is from this uh, stuff resurfacing. You know, they tape those shows in advance. So I'm sure we're going to see Ken Jennings as a substitute host. But I wonder uh, if this takes him out of the running to be the permanent host. You know who was a good Jeopardy host? Alex Trebek, he was a good Jeopardy host. And even though he is gone, he had a Thanksgiving message, a brand new Thanksgiving message for viewers yesterday. He said, in spite of what America and the rest of the world is experiencing right now, there are many reasons to be thankful. There are more and more people extending helpful hands to do a kindness to their neighbors, and that's a good thing. Keep the faith. We're going to get through all of this. And we will be a better society because of this. Fingers crossed, Alex Trebek. I wish I was as optimistic as you are, but fingers crossed. I like the thought. Let's hope for that. Before we get out of here, I will share some uh, Black Friday shopping ideas with you. Right now, though, we conclude Monica Nebby Week on the Daily Detour. Now, we know that Black Friday uh, apparently is sort of a thing still. I guess that's the question, really. Is Black Friday a thing? And is it a thing that you get excited about? Um, no, I don't. Last year was the first year I'd ever even purchased anything on that day. Um, we were just coming home after Thanksgiving and stopped and got a Christmas tree, which was a lot cheaper. So that worked out. But otherwise, like my aunt used to leave at like 3 p.m. on Thanksgiving. Oh, on Thanksgiving? Yes, to go and get in line or whatever. And, uh, my cousin finally told her she didn't want to go with her maybe five years ago and my aunt was like well fine then you're just gonna get whatever i find at kohl's for you and then i said (laughs) out loud oh like the rest of us for the last 10 years and she was so bad (laughs) everyone else laughed at it i was like that's fine but it's true so she would just go whatever she got that day at kohl's or wherever she was going that's what the Christmas. Oh, gift that were. was the bundle. That yeah. was it. Didn't happen throughout didn't the year or list. after that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was everything. So, I think last year she didn't. She didn't go at all. It's the only time of year. Me. It's the only day of the year that my family seems remotely related to me in the in the fact that I'm a collector. Like I'm a okay. fan fanboy slash collector. And they would get up. My sister, my sisters, and my mom would get up early on Black Friday at some un- like really ungodly hour, you know, <laughs> so that they could be first in line or among the first in line. And they knew which stores opened when, and they would g- hit them all in hopes of getting whatever cheap, lousy freebie he was waiting for. Right, which yeah, sounds like something I would do, except for the part about getting up at the crack of dawn to go <laughs> do it. 
But uh, yeah, it used to be a thing. It's not so much anymore. Uh, no, especially for them. With, I mean, so. I just think about internet deliveries, and they do deals on there sometimes too. So I feel like they started. They started maybe a few a years less. ago. They started doing Black Friday online, like you know, way ahead of time. And this yeah. year, I don't even think people know. Like I've been getting Black Friday emails throughout October into <laughs> November. Like I don't right. Black Friday. You know, yeah, it's like, like black it's fall every, now. It's been black year. Um, well, that's of another nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything, uh, anything else you want to part with? Any thoughts? Any, any plugs? I mean, go check out the albums. The first one's already out there. Mostly finger guns. Second one is that's called awesome. Ch- Chill. It is okay. called Chill. But yeah, everything else. If you want to find me, it's just my name at Monica Nevy. Monica Nevy.com, All that stuff. I love it. I love the the finger guns. What I've listened to is very funny. I recommend it. And I've seen you a bunch of times. So, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be talking to you if I, I could. I could <laughs> you didn't like it, yeah. I, I don't think so. I couldn't fake it, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, you're great. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that just about wraps up this Black Friday edition of the Daily Detour. And really the first full week, the first official week of the uh, podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. I love doing it. I love connecting with you this way. I promised you some Black Friday uh, things to look out for. Uh, the iPad Pro is a steal of a deal right now, apparently. Check out Apple, of course, but you know, maybe look on Amazon as well. Compare the prices there. But big discounts, I'm told. The Apple Watch still popular. The Samsung Watch. And all of those things would look even better with a Daily Detour t-shirt or a Christmas shirt from my shop on Public. The link is in the bio for that on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Dan Roberts Voice. And if you don't see exactly what you'd like, you know, check back. I'm updating designs all the time. Also, if you're looking for something a little different this year, I will remind you that Play-Doh is now making Play-Doh for adults. Play-Doh that smells like lattes and fresh cut grass and smoked meats. Uh, None that smell like cannabis, none that smell like sex and candy just yet. But anyway, Play-Doh for adults, that's a thing now. And I guess Lego has uh, brand new kits that you can build and turn into hangable art, like Andy Warhol's famous Marilyn Monroe portraits. Because you know you're going to get bored with that iPad Pro or that Apple Watch really quickly, so you're going to need some adult Play-Doh or some uh, Lego uh, projects to build. Sure. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you again next episode. Drops Monday. It's the Daily Detour. I'm Dan Roberts. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts. Music by Quickie. And I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hey, hey, hey! Smile.